Hello, this is Young Money. And Trev, the ref. And this is the NBA Shot Clock. Back for another week of talking about the NBA with all you sports fans out there. All right. Let's get uh, it. Let's get All right, Ralph. So, I mean, you know, last night, Utah versus Denver. So, what, what do you think is next for uh, the Jazz? I mean, they're going fishing now, I guess. <laughs> they are uh, the bubble. Yeah, they're, going, they're going fishing, man. <laughs> they are going fishing. I mean, I hear there's some good lakes out there in Utah. So, you know, they don't got to go too far. <laughs> Salt Lake City. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. You know, we got some good fishing ponds out there, some good lakes. Uh, that's that's all Donovan Mitchell and Gobert are gonna do. They can go ahead and um, get to working on that friendship now after the whole COVID situation at the beginning of you know the break. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do with the Jazz, man. It's it's weird because they're like that team that is like they're still young, but you don't really see their ceiling being much higher than what it is right now. So it's like you want to make a move, but also you don't know what move to make because. I'm not. I'm not completely sure about what their cap space is looking like right now, but I can. I can only assume that it, they don't have much cap space. Um, they don't really have any trade assets either. Like you're not going to trade down to Mitchell or Rudy Gobert. Those are the centerpieces of your team. Nobody else on that squad has much value. Um, I mean, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich is pretty good. He's solid. I think they missed him a lot in this series because he was their second go-to scorer, and he also is a good, solid, pretty solid defender. Um, so maybe just run it back next year and just hope that you get another leap from Donovan Mitchell and McDonavich and Mike Connolly is better than he was this year and a little bit more form of where he was when he was with Memphis. Um, he's an all-star talent. And that's pretty much all you can hope for. I think they just can they just got to run it back, unfortunately. Um, can Donovan Mitchell be a 1A on a championship team? In my personal opinion, he's a great kid. He, he can ball. He's a good hooper. I don't think Donovan Mitchell – ceiling will ever be the 1A top dog on a championship team. Oh, so you think he's um, 1B kind of? Yeah, he's a one. He's a 1B player to me. I've 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 I've, I've never lived. Okay. I've never you know felt the hype from Donovan Mitchell that some people have, where they're like he's the next Dwayne Wade. I'm like, put some respect on Dwayne Wade's name. Put some respect on Dwayne Wade's name. No, you're right. Got that. I don't yeah. think I don't know. Don Mitchell's got that. Take my team to the championship. Put the team on my back like D Wade did for that first title, and all that. I don't know if he's got that in him, man. What you think? What you think? Um, so they just signed a max deal ten hours ago. Okay, today actually, uh, Trevor, a max uh-huh. deal for Donovan Mitchell, five years between one hundred fifty-five mil to one hundred sixty million dollars. Uh, yeah, he's he's maxed out. So I think I think um. I think he has the potential to be D Way, but he's not on D Way's level right now. I mean, you're right. There's no way, right? Because I mean, in order for you to be like D Way or be the next like superstar, uh-huh. you you gotta carry the team in the playoffs. Regular season right. is just regular season. You know, you can throw a lot of numbers. You know, in mm-hmm. the playoffs, you got you got you got carry. You got have the stats and also win, right? And then you both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so right now he has the stats, right? But he doesn't want have the Utah Jazz over the hump yet. But hopefully next year, I think next year, um, he could be one. You know, I mean, it, 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 I mean, it's very solid, right? They uh, they have Colbert with him and a lot of other people surrounding him. 
Um, but we'll see. We'll see what the ceiling is like for next year. I don't, I don't think if I were the Jazz, I don't, I don't think I'll make too much move yet. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Let them play for another year to see how it goes. I think they have very good chemistry. Um, so yeah, I would not try to blow up the team right now. I mean, they're improving still. So yeah, that's yeah. what I got. That's got from there. All right, man. So we going from uh, Utah Jazz to who? To the Thunder's? Is that right? Yeah. The Thunder, man, the Thunder, CP3, bringing out the old school game in game six and then willing the Thunder to game seven against the, the Rockets. That's a young team. No matter what happens in game seven, it's going to be interesting to see, like, what is next for CP3? Does he stay with this young team that, you know, they might have a bright future, but his timeline doesn't really match up with theirs? I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, look, CP3 is, you know, he's obviously a veteran, right? Like a 10-year-plus mm-hmm. veteran. He's great. In game six, I mean, he has seen this. He, you know, he got a team on his back and score <laughs> a lot of points in the fourth quarter to help the Thunder won. Um, yeah. But, you know, if I were him, if they don't win, I would like to see him to go to, the champion, to a championship team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to see him win the rank. Right? Chris Paul, CP3 is like, you know, it's like a... People call him the point god, you know, low KG. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would like to see him to win the championship, and uh, hopefully, uh, next year or the next couple of years. Um, I mean, I think he's here to kind of like the Thunder's to kind of mentor them, but also bring that veteran experience and leadership experience, and um, yeah. But can can the Thunder build around Shea and and Schroeder? Right? Is that his name? Right. Yeah, Dennis Schroeder. Then shooter, I don't know. What do you think? Who's that? Oh, that's a tough one. They're, they're two nice pieces. I like them. Their pieces. I don't think they can build around them as a as two your two centerpieces for a championship team. They mm. can be a good team, but yeah, they yeah. need something else. They yeah, need they need something like, else. They need like Ben Simmons or something like that, or you know, something. That, they need yeah. a superstar. Some talent, you know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I mean like yeah, the Dunners, you know, they are a good mix of veterans and, and young people, um, and young bucks who are maturing, growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think they have a bright future, right? Because people think, look, Travis Ruff, people think the the Dunners gonna like be a lottery team this year, right? No, one expect yeah. them to be like playing the Rockets in the first round, game seven, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exceeded their their potential because the main one they won the rings is because of CP3. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, yeah, so yeah, like he's 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 helped this team out a lot just from his leadership alone. He knows how to get people into the right places and really exploit matchups. He's a great teacher. Um, he's you can tell that CP3 has had his mark all over this team. Without him, they probably like you said don't make the playoffs. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. All right, man. So we talk about the uh, the West for a little bit. Let's go to the East. East side, what's up? We, we, east side, we talk about a championship Toronto Raptors. Come on, hey, what's happening with them? Ooh, young what's, money. What's up? What's up with them? Young money. <laughs> what I tell you, dog. <laughs> you're you you telling me all this. Uh, you're right, man. You look you look yeah. like you're. Hey, not yet, not yet though. Okay, still, you know, two games. <laughs> it's <laughs> this, not over yet. It's not over yet until it's over. Okay, it's, it ain't over till it's over. But that boy Kimball Walker is showing up. 
he's a big time player doing big time things with Jason Tatum. That's a young, scrappy Boston Celtics team. But unlike a lot of other young, scrappy teams, they have playoff experience. It's just a team full of young dogs out there, and they're doing what they do against Toronto, who really misses Kawhi Leonard right now. Like, they don't have a go-to player. Like, Pascal Siakam was a good number two last year, along uh, with Van Fleet and Kyle Lowry. All those guys are number twos. And then you saw this this game, too, where they really needed a bucket down the stretch, and they just weren't able to get one. Um, and it sucks for them, but they're just missing that, that go-to alpha dog on that team. That's why... Uh, you know, when you mentioned earlier, I think you said Toronto for, uh, you know, you know, just being a place where they just need one other piece. Um, alpha, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah alpha. I, I see. Because first round, you know, they were blowing games out, but yeah, second round's different. Because uh, yeah, man. Because like like the Celtics, they they have an alpha, I think, uh, and Jason Tatum. That's my belief. For sure. Uh, like he's definitely an alpha uh, player. Right? Uh, Siakam is. He's like one B, you know, it's a one A type yeah. of player. Jason Tatum is, a, you know, get a bucket, uh, give me a, a defensive play. To, you, know, you know, yeah. Even even though the Celtics, they don't have what they don't have Gordon Hayward. I mean, they still like winning. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, man. They uh, Kawhi, man. Yeah, they miss Kawhi. Hopefully, I don't know, man. There's still some chance, but. We'll see, mm-hmm. man. This is some chance. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. That's all we can do at this point, right? Exactly. All right, man. Okay, we talked about the Raptors a little bit. Back to the East, the same trouble, same same struggle. You know, Milwaukee Bucks, top two seed. What's happening, man? Top two seed in the East, like. Oh man, what's wrong with your team, man? <laughs> hey, oh, what's my man. team? Hey, 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 what's wrong with my team? <laughs> what's hey, wrong look, look. With your team? I still got me. I still got my uh, my West team, the Clippers to win it all. Okay, I mean. Okay. Okay, the Raptors and the, you know Bucks. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. You're giving up on them? You think the Bucks are toast? No, they're not yet. They came back last year, right? O- over two, they came back. That's true. That's true. So don't give up yet. So in life, you don't know, so don't give up yet. Anyways, with the Bucks, man, like what's happening? I mean, they got an alpha, right? Toronto doesn't have an alpha, yeah. but the Bucks does. So why is this happening? Yeah, what do you think? That's a good question, man. I think what it is is Giannis doesn't really have a secondary go-to player. Middleton's always been a bit overrated to me. He's more of a glorified three and D player. Glorified three um, and D. <laughs> hey, he's a, he's, a, he's a glorified three and D. Like, tell me, like. I don't know. Like, I can't think of too many other teams where, like, if you put him on the Miami Heat, do you think he's the third best player on that team? I don't think so. I think he's probably fourth after Dragic, Butler, and Adebayo, right? So, like, maybe third. You know, yeah, like, may- maybe third. Yeah. Maybe. Like, even if I put him on Toronto, right? I don't see him better as Pascal Siakam. I don't see him better than Kyle Lowry. I might not even see him better as Fred Van Fleet right now. So, like, in a lot of teams, you know, and we're talking about other teams that aren't necessarily title contenders. Middleton's not that great of a player, and Giannis doesn't have anybody else to go to. And their outside shooters right now aren't hitting enough shots to open up the field for driving lanes for for Giannis. 
The Heat have had that defensive wall up, and it's just really shutting everything down for Giannis. He's not putting up the same numbers that he was during the regular season or even the last series. And you can see that they are slowing him down a bit. They're not shutting him down completely, but they are really slowing Giannis down. And he's had two games now where he just hasn't asserted himself and dominated in the way that we would expect to see from a now, well, expectant two-time MVP and one that is also going to be MVP and defense player of the year in the same, you know, season. Um, I know he got yeah. a lot of crap for, like, not guarding Jimmy Butler down the, down the stretch in game one when Jimmy dropped 40 piece, dropped a nasty 40 on him in game one. And Giannis is like, well, the coach didn't give me the assignment. Giannis, my man, you got to go get that assignment. You defensive player of the year, dog. Go get that assignment. I just don't understand it. Like, it's one of those things where – also, I feel like the Bucks need to have that that you know backyard dog type of player, and they don't have that that type of player that's going to go out and make all the dirty plays and make you know frustrate a team. A Patrick Beverly, a Marcus Morris, uh, Jay Crowder, Jay yeah, Draymond Green. Green, yeah, like they don't have that type of player. There's just these little pieces that the Bucks are missing that I feel is hindering them from getting over that hump. And if they don't figure it out soon, I don't think we're going to see Giannis on that team very much, much longer. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm worried for your boys, man. Tell me what's up. Do they make it out of this? Uh, I mean, you make some good points, but uh, but but yeah. It, it, so this team reminds me of when uh, when LeBron was the Cavs. You know, uh-huh. most most of the time it was LeBron and bunch <laughs> it was a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. There's like no like second star, right? The best play was what. Z, right, or Delante West, you know, or, you know, whoever was in that team. That's fair. It's like it's the king and, and all the peasants, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, Giannis. And, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Middleton is not really a second guy. He's not really a, a Robin or a Pippen, right? Right. Uh, he's like a third, fourth guy maybe in this championship te- team. Um. Yeah, man. I I think I think uh. They're being exposed to it, and the Heat's play a lot of good defense, right? They, they, mm-hmm. so the Heat copy what the Raptors did hit last year and play D on Giannis. It's Bill Wall. Yep. They build the Great Wall of China on Giannis, <laughs> and <laughs> and they and they stop him, and it just, yeah, it's not it's not that great. <laughs> but yeah. but okay, let's switch let's switch to Miami then. Do you think do you think Jimmy Butler's the uh, alpha one A? What do you think? No. You don't think he's a 1A? Ooh. Nope. I don't. 1B. He's a 1. No. He's a 1B. He's a 1B. I'll give him a 1B. He's a strong 1B. Strong 1B. I, my thing is with the Heat, um, they remind me a lot of those sneaky teams that just like, win a championship without a superstar like that. They remind right. me of those, like the old, remember the Pistons teams that won the, the championship with like Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, Chauncey Billups, Rip yeah. Hamilton, Tayshawn Prince. It's like yeah. everyone in that lineup of the starting five can be like an all-star, but they don't have like a real superstar. That's oh, what that yeah. Miami Heat team reminds me of. You know? That's comparison, yeah, yeah. So, so you think, you don't, so do you think Jimmy Butler is the best, best player? Yeah, or, he's their best player. Or you think it's Bam? I think it's Jimmy right now. Bam probably will be in the future, but right now it's still Jimmy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, Miami they have a lot of like 
stuff, right? And not that defense need gritty. And yeah, there's mm-hmm. no like, there's no like, a player that stick out like the best player, like every game, like Kawhi or LeBron or Giannis or someone. It's just all of them are it's well balanced. Yeah. It's good. I think it's good for the NBA if they win um, against the Bucks. It'll be it'll be an upset, man. I can't mm-hmm. believe this ha- I can't believe this happened to my team, man. Like, what's up, my my team in the East? Uh, I know, man. That's <laughs> rough. We can we can have a three five matchup out East for the the conference finals. Yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. Be when fun. was the last time that's happened? I'm not sure if that's ever happened to have a three five matchup. I don't know, man. Wow. It would be fun to watch though. Maybe it's the bubble, man. Maybe the bubble. Maybe it's no fans. <laughs> you know. No home court advances. It's like, people's like, those those could be factors too, right? But, you know. That's fair. You got to talk to your boy. You got to go cheer for him. Yeah, I want want to see you on the virtual screen for Giannis next game. You know, get the the fans up and at him for help him out. They need some help. Get my shirt on, Giannis, the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, dog. Help him out, young money. Okay, cool, man. All right. (laughs) Now we talk about uh, the East. Let's uh, let's kind of head back to uh, the West. We what? Uh-huh. Denver, Denver versus Clippers now, right? Yes, sir. So we think we think of the we think of the Denver Nuggets. Ugh. I I can't see them beating the Clippers, but I do like their team in their future. This mm. is a, this is gonna be a scary team in the years to come if they keep having their young players take the next step forward. Jokic, Murray, and Porter are all still very young. And so is so is Harris. So is, you know, they got players like Bobo off the bench. The only, like, old person on that team is Paul Millsap. Like, everybody else is, like, not even in their primes yet, you know? Like, that's going to be a good team for years to come. They, have, they don't need to do anything. But right now, they're not beating Clippers. So, <laughs> yeah. be lucky. Hey, hey, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> They ain't beating the Clippers. I'm going with your pick on that one. <laughs> thank you, thank you. They're not beating the Clippers. Okay, you're right, you're right. It's going to be like, I see this in game five or game six. That's it. Ain't no game seven. Yeah. Ain't no game seven. Yeah. Yeah. If, if they beat the Clippers, it's because, like, Michael Porter really turns into Tracy McGrady, like you said. He could be... And Jokic just goes crazy being guarded by smaller players or, or lesser defenders and Zubac and Harrell. And Murray just goes crazy like he did against um, Utah. Like, I just don't – I don't see all of that happening. Michael Porter Jr. is probably definitely going to be the X factor to be able to take some pressure off Jokic and Murray because they're going to need help, a lot of help, if they want to even have a chance in this series. I don't see them winning more than one game. I don't know. What you think, man? What you got on this series? You got it, man. You got it. The Clippers gonna kill them, destroy, demolish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. uh, uh, drop an atomic bomb, you know. <laughs> On the <laughs> strong feelings. I mean, you know, the Clippers like the, for the Clippers first round was kind of like practice round, and then they play for real now. You kind of yeah. you know. Get get the uh, playoff experience coming, you know. Uh, Trust going to play will play more. Patrick Beverly come back. Um, Paul George who you know play better. His first I don't know what's wrong with Paul George the first round. 
Mm-hmm. I'll call him George, George Paul in the first round. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully this round it will be Paul George. Uh, if, if, even if he become little Paul George this round, they still mm-hmm. gonna, they gonna win like five or six. Kawhi's gonna be Kawhi. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, there's no like, I'm just no, like the only person gonna like have trouble uh, for the Clippers is Jokic, right? He's the big man. Yeah. Um. So it's harder for uh Montreux Harris to guard. Well, he can guard him, but uh, it's harder maybe for like Zubac to guard him. But that's it. Like Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray or or uh, Porter. I mean, yeah, like Kawhi. All the Winklers, Kawhi, Paul George, Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can all guard guard both of them. So I don't think it would be uh, a, a trouble, uh, much trouble. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I think I think yeah. I think uh. I think the great strength that Denver's gonna have is actually Jokic. Um. Like he's the he he probably. I mean, if they want to win, he has to be like the best player in the series and and just dominate. I, don't, I just don't see him doing that like every game. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Um. X factor. Yeah. Jokic. Right. And the for Denver yeah. and for Clippers. Paul George, man, come on, let me get it. Prove yeah, yourself wrong. Prove, prove yourself wrong that you're not playoff P. The real. Who you the gonna fa- be? He's gonna. He, he, yeah, prove me wrong that he's not gonna be a fake playoff P, but the real one. You know. That's fair. What Paul George is gonna show up? Is it one? Yeah. Which Which Paul George is gonna show up? Are we gonna have Paul George? We're we gonna have George Paul. Paul George, man, this series, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, maybe, um, maybe, maybe, maybe a couple of games will be, you know, George Paul for a little bit. Maybe you know, two games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other, the other ones will be uh, Paul. Like, like if if, if 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 Paul George plays like Paul George, I don't see them losing to any any like any team. But That's he's fair. Like, he's like the, I, he's he's like the X factor, but also he's like the Robin. Supposedly the Robin yeah. to Kawhi, but he he's not he's like he's like Chris Middleton he's playing like Chris Middleton right now you know like <laughs> yeah, true. yeah true. I mean you're not your name is not Chris Middleton you have a higher expectation and talent and you know a better player so um yeah that's my take on them what you got what you got what you got yeah I agree with everything you said. Um, I I don't I think Paul George is gonna show up a little bit more now. My question mark is uh-huh. Lou Williams. He has not shown up since the bubble. He's gotten back to the bubble. Lemon Pepper Lou, as my boy <laughs> Shannon Sharp's been calling him for going out to Magic City and getting those wings. You know he hasn't looked the same. He's had one good game, right? He had that one good game. I think it was like Game Four against Dallas where he put up thirty six. I don't think he's hit double-digit points outside of that game, and that's starting to worry me a little bit for the Clippers because they're going to need him. Even if they get past this series without him, they're going to need him um, when they face what I presume to be the Lakers in the next round. So I don't know. He's he's worried. Me. Him and Montrezl Harrell hasn't looked the same either. It's, it's shaky. They're going to need Patrick Beverly to be back and healthy. I think they're just lucky that they haven't run into the Lakers yet. Um and that's gonna be the, the tell off. But because one of the reasons they still have this like entitlement mentality, like the Clippers, yeah. they think they think like, okay, I'm gonna just 
you know, I was walk to the park. You know, you know, you know those teams play uh, when they go to pick up games. They kind of walk mm-hmm. up to the park and say, "I'm better. I don't need that much practice. I'm gonna turn it on when I, whenever I feel like it." You know, I mean, yeah. it, that work that works the first round, man. But hopefully, they don't have the entitlement mentality in the second round. That's not my hope. If they continue that, I don't know, man. Like they just can't just not practice and. And that's this entitlement of I'm just better and I don't have to try as hard or um, right. they, they they didn't have that like mentality not they didn't be like I'm gonna come here and destroy demolish each of you guys each possession each ball that's what they need to do and they didn't have like Kawhi and Paul George set the tone like we're gonna come here and defend and destroy this is your best player I mean those two mm-hmm. they need to set the tone uh, I think Kawhi is setting the tone well. When I say when he set the tone, I mean like as his like stats number, but in terms of mm-hmm. him speaking out, he's not really like a verbal uh, leader like LeBron is. You know, tell the team do this do that. He's more like setting the example. Right. Um, they probably need like Patrick Beverly, Williams to kind of you know set the tone in terms of speaking it towards the team, or or then you have Doc Rivers to like, hey man. This is it, man. You know, some sort of talk. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, get them going. Um, I mean, they. I think they still can win this game this year with like that entitlement thinking, right? Yeah. Against the Denver, but like you're right. I think if they were playing the, uh, the Lakers, right? Most likely the Lakers, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't. So, yeah, that's that's my take on, on them. So fair, very fair. All right, all right. I like it, dog. I like it. You like it? Okay. So, I like it. Uh, your team your teams staying strong. The Clippers are still in there, man. But, you know, Bucks looking shaky. So, <sighs> I know people, I know you. I'm surprised you didn't bring up the officiating. I know a lot of people have been hitting my lineup about some of the calls made, and especially that last second um, foul by Giannis on Jimmy Butler in game two. Um, and just some other officiating calls in that series and, and throughout the playoffs. What do you hey, think hey. about the officiating? As a fan, as, as a, a fan, us officials, we get it all the okay, time. Okay, okay, I'm going to speak from a fan perspective. You're going to speak from a ref perspective. How about that? Because you're a ref, <laughs> like in real life. So let's start with that, okay? So I'm a fan, right? I'm not a ref like you are, right? You're a. Uh, a professional ref, I'm not. So from a fan perspective, I mean, it's just frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like at the end of the game, and you see at the game, at the game, you see at the end of the game, people foul a lot, or they try to get the ball and and play kind of like scrappy and try to get the ball as much and play defense harder, and because they, they try to win the game, everyone does, right? At yeah. that point. Um, but it, I think the last play with the Bucks. You know, it's like what zero second left, I believe, and they call it foul, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, and Jimmy Butler shoot two shot and they won. So yes, yes, I mean like the Bucks were losing and they deserve to lose, mm-hmm. but the refs should not. I don't think they should have called that uh, play, you know, foul at the end, like or try to win on the, like a free throw. It's just not like exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there should be, and it just you know, yeah, it's not really like the best 
solution. Like, oh yeah, how do you win the game? Oh yeah, the ref won the game for you. You know, you don't be like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, how did you win the game? Ah,、uh, yeah, the ref, you know, you know, you know, gave me some money before the game. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, for that perspective, it's like, you know, you want to win by hitting shots or, or. You know, not by like a ref, right? So, what do you think? You're a ref. Yeah, I hear what you're saying,、um, and I think that's a you know, what a lot of fans would probably say something along the same lines. And our defense as officials, I will say that you know, in a lot of situations, we have to call the rules as written, right? Right, right.、Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know. There's not much we can do as far as when a when a player goes up for a shot. One in both those last two the two plays、um, in the Milwaukee Bucks versus Heat game, you have to allow the player to land and come back to the ground.、Mm. So when we have Middleton going up for that last second shot, he jumps in the air prior to Dragic taking that last step towards him into his landing space. It was very slight. It was very subtle. You can only see it at certain angles, and it was, it was just enough for him to just come right under Muddleton and create a foul that had to be called, which tied up the game. So boom, you're putting that situation right off the bat. Mark Davis, great call. I liked it. And then the last second shot for by Jimmy Butler. You know we hate to have that there, but it, it reminds me a little bit of the what was it? The Final Four game a couple years ago with Virginia. It's just one of those things that has to be called. Giannis couldn't stop his own momentum from going against Jimmy Butler in the last second shot before Jimmy Butler landed, and he he hit, he touches him, he hits him, and even the slightest little nick or jab can affect a player's follow through and their、mm. rhythm, speed, balance, or quickness. That's what it's all about. Is it does it affect your rhythm, speed, balance, or quickness? And on in in that situation, Mark Davis determined that it did.、Um, it's always hard to gauge that,、mm. you know, like. But how, how about this? We got we, we unfortunately got to call the rules as they're written. It is. That's the that's the thing. Yeah. So if you were the ref, because you're the ref, right? Uh,、mm-hmm. you're the ref. Would you, you would you have called the same call? I would. You would. I would. I、mm. I agree with both of the calls, and and the the very unfortunate part is that this did happen with no time left on the clock, which is we don't see very often. Because normally, you know, the foul occurs on a shot while there's still time on the clock,、um, or something like that. Like this, just this is a very rare situation, and and I'm pretty sure, preferably, we'd have it where the game doesn't end with two free throws. Because, like you said, we don't want to ever be the the deciding factor in a game,、mm-hmm. and that's that's always our goal is to let the players decide the game. That's always our goal. We don't we're not. Throwing games, we don't have any agendas out here to help the league get a a Bucks versus Lakers championship, like some people think. It's calling the calls as written and trying to, you know, let the players decide the game. And in this case, you know, unfortunately, it was just unfortunate that Giannis made contact that appears to affect Jimmy Butler's rhythm, speed, balance, or quickness on the last second shot with no time left on the clock. We'd hope that if if there was some time left on the clock, there would be at least point three seconds left, that, so the Bucks can get at least a tip in to at least tie, try to tie the game.、Uh, but it just didn't happen like that, unfortunately. And、um, just a learning lesson for Giannis. 
hop out there and try not to make contact next time or get underneath the shooter. Um, so, so you know, it, it, it's tough. And, and a lot of these things, people are like, oh, well, back in the day, they wouldn't ever call that. Or, you know, back in the day, they let them play or the superstar calls. You know, times have changed. And a lot of those are rules-based changes. They aren't changes by the officials. The officials can get worse. It's, it's rules-based changes. Things that the league put in place so players wouldn't get hurt as much, which is why we have the, you know, airborne shooter rule or the Zaza mm. Pachulia rule, as we call it, right? <laughs> Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> the Zaza rule. Almost that ended Kawhi in his career. That guy. Hey, Michael Morris kind of did the same with Luka. I don't know. Yeah. He did, but, but, like, 30 plays. I think saying... So yeah, to all you fans are all there, okay? You gotta listen to the Raf and Trevor, like what he says about like, you know, certain rules are written for a reason, and then the Raf has to follow it, and the reason why they call call that uh, uh, that call right, it's not just like oh the Raf wants to be bogus, you know, right? From right. a fan from a fan perspective, like oh okay, it's bogus, but but from the Raf and you know certain rules that they follow that we do not know, right? Like. Mm-hmm. A normal person like I am, and uh, we don't read much NBA rules and all that, and the change of the rules. Um, so yeah, don't get too mad, you know, right? What do you think? They shouldn't get too mad. Yeah, man, don't get too mad. And, and I, if you I, and if you are extremely mad, I would say don't come to us with that with those problems. Go ahead and call the you know the rules committee or something. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you you're calling call the NBA like hey yo NBA. Hey, what's up, that call? <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. It is what it is, dog. Okay, man. <laughs> You're right. It is what it is, man. Yeah, yeah. Ain't much we can do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's that's all we got for you today. You got anything else for us, man? Any any last two cents? That's it, man. You got you got to roll the ref, okay? <laughs> roll this the one, ref, roll, roll the ref. Not me, the ref, the real ref right here, Trevor, the exactly. ref. Exactly. You gotta roll with advice, okay? I'm telling you, right. the roll, roll with we, it. Don't be. Don't. Go ahead. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, the refs were always right, almost. <laughs> <laughs> ref, the refs do make me sleep, but not as often. Yes. Like very, yes. very slim chances. Yes. Uh, okay, man. That's that's all we got for for you guys, listener. Okay. To, uh, we're gonna talk more about. Exciting, you know, about this about we just talk about round two of the playoffs. We'll be uh, more of a playoffs coming. All right. Uh huh. Uh huh. Keep listening, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks till next time. All right. Till next time. Peace out.